Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome to Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V in Lions right here on the Believe Network. As always, I'm your host at Javanaugh87, Jack Kavanaugh. And as always, I am joined by the Detroit Lions legend, the best defensive player, at least according to certain grading websites of the last decade, safety Glover Quinn. <laughs> that never gets old. <laughs> what is up, man? Not too much. It's just another beautiful day up here in Canada. Just enjoying the weather because it's getting a little bit cooler. We're starting to get ready for fall football season, and I absolutely love it. It's too early to be getting cooler. I just I can't get with it. Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for the winter time. I am ready for fall. Oh, no, 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 no. But winter... And that's the thing, right? Once fall get here, you know winter is like the show. Winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched any of the new Game of Thrones? No. I, um, it was actually on last night right after um, Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't watch it. I feel like I need to watch the first one. I feel like I need to catch up on the original Game of Thrones if, if it's mm-hmm. a part of that series. Because I didn't – you know, I don't watch a lot of TV, man. If it's not sports and stuff, I don't watch a lot of shows and I'll be busy. I'll be busy trying to uh, get my own stuff going. So I don't really watch a lot. So um, I need to catch up on it before I, I feel like if I start looking at it, I probably won't understand what's what's going on. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's B L E A V 50. Bet Online, where the game starts. Absolutely. That's very true. And Not like you're going to have a lot of time to do that this coming fall because we've got football. We're just one week away from kickoff. And the 53-man rosters are set. We know that there's going to be transactions all week. So cut-down days have happened, and it's a pretty sad time in the NFL, to be honest, even if we're all excited about football 800 people just lost their jobs. Yeah, man. That's, and that's the unfortunate thing about it on a, you know, on a grand scale, I think just because it's, uh, it's unlike any other job, basically, you know, probably in the whole entire world, right? Like people get fired or turned down or, you know, not get accepted for jobs every single day. 
but there's not a lot of places where you actually get to work at a place for four, five, six months, right? You start back in April, April, May, June, July, August, you know, five months and go through, you know, I wouldn't say war, but go through tough times, right? You go through the off-season program, go through conditioning, go through those moments where you're building a family, you're building a team, and now you get to play, practice, you go through training camp, you go through all these different things, and then you kind of get let go. Probably the only one of the only jobs that is like that, right? So, and it's on a national scale, so everybody gets to see it. Um, so that makes it tougher than probably the the normal person that gets turned down from a job every single day. Um, so it's definitely a sad time in the NFL, man. You you know you get close to some of those guys, and you know you 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 show up and they're no longer there. They're gone. Um, but nonetheless, you got to go to work with the guys that you have. You got to trust the front office and the coaching staff that they did the right thing and they made the right choices and the right decisions. And now it's up for you. It's up to you to go out and play. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's what your job is to go out there and play. And I, I don't see, you know, I mean, it's just tough, man. It's, it's just, it's just a tough situation. It's sad. You know, I was blessed and fortunate that I was never on the uh, receiving end of that of that of that call on um, cut down day. Um, but you got to give a shout out to those guys that's 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 grinding, and hopefully a lot of those guys get picked up. Um, some of them on practice squad, and hopefully some of them get picked up by the teams. And um, you know, we'll see how it go. That's the thing. You just have to root for everyone to end up where they're meant to be and really you're never safe even after the initial 53-man roster is set there's still lots of heartbreak to happen because David Blau he goes from the highs of becoming the QB2 in Detroit Lions cut Tim Boyle next day they wave David Blau and sign Nate Sudfeld to be their backup QB so also happened to running back Jamar Chase he gets waived for defensive tackle Benito Jones. And it's just this constant churning of the roster at the back end. And all of a sudden you become the 54th guy on the roster and you're cut. And it's just, it's heartbreaking. It really is. Yeah. It's no question. Um, and, and that's the thing, because once you don't, once you don't get the call from your, from your squad that, that you're getting cut, you feel like you're safe. Um, and you feel like, all right, man, I made the team, but you still happen. If you're one of those bubble guys, I mean, you're, you're not safe literally for a while because, you know, now, you know, they're going through the other guys that got cut and who, who's available and who can we get. And they're still just trying to get to put the best roster together for opening day and opening days and until another week. So you still got a whole week and a half. Well, they're still scouring guys, trying to see who who who's out there that gives us the best chance to win. Um, and so, you know, generally this right here was the fourth week of preseason practice, right? Well, this right here is an important week of practice for some of those young guys that made the roster because they still are evaluating. And, you know, you go out there now that they can – that they weeded out a lot of the other guys – and now you, you're stacked up with the veterans or the starters. And, you know, you may go out and have a couple bad days. And if you do that, who knows? They may say, hey, I don't know. We made the right choice right here. This guy right here 
from this squad that got released may give us a better chance, and who knows? So you're not safe until, you know, you're, you're playing games. If you're a veteran, you feel comfortable because, you know, once once you, you know, feel like you, you've done enough to make the team, you you kind of feel like, okay, I should be here. But those young guys, man, you just you just never know. So keep your head down, keep grinding. Don't don't take the chip off your shoulder, man. Just keep working. And even if you were a starter last year, you're not guaranteed a spot because Lions second year slot corner, AJ Parker, he goes from starting every game that he's healthy to practice squad. Waved in favor of the veteran from Kansas City and Minnesota, Mike Hughes. He has a bit more versatility. He can play on the outside as well as the slot. But Lions are going into the season with their top three locked in. And we haven't talked since this most recent preseason game where it became apparent Jeff Okuda is CB2. It was announced by the coaching staff. So the top three, Amani Oruwarie, Jeff Okuda, and Mike Hughes, backed up by Will Harris, the rookie Chase Lucas, who's more of a slot, and then core special teamer Bobby Price. So how do we feel about that group at corner and the waving of last year's starter at Nickelback? Well, you know, I like I like the group. Uh, you know, I was excited. I, I saw Jeff. He was out there starting, you know, with in, in this in his third preseason game. And by the way, I was I was glad to see the starters go out and play, you know, outside of, outside of one thing. And I know I'm just, you know, talking and, you know, I guess I'm a fan now. So you fans never, never are happy. Right. Um, But outside of one thing, I was happy to see the starters go out and play. Um, And I thought it was cool that Mike Tomlin had his guys out there. Right. You know, TJ, TJ Watt was out there for, for a long time, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick, all those guys were out there playing, you know, Najee Harris was out there all the way into the second quarter. Like those guys were playing. So I was glad to see the Lions guys out there playing too. And I was glad to see Jeff, you know, get the start and, you know, make some plays, right? Make some plays, get, make a couple of tackles, make it, make a big pass breakup, you know, and, and the thing that I, that I see, you know, from, from that pass breakup that he had is that's, that's happy to make a play, right? That's, that's excitement to make a play, right? Because anytime as a defensive back that you can break up the ball with, we used to call it, if you can break it up with your elbow, you probably could intercept that ball, right? But when you haven't made plays, when you haven't been, you know, you're just happy, you're happy to make a play, right? So in that moment, I'm happy for him to go and make that play, right? So he can, so he can see himself, making some plays and doing things like that. As he get more confidence, he'll get to where he's going under that 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 receiver trying to make an interception right there. Because if he lay if you can break it up with your elbow, you probably can lay out and catch it with catch it with your hand. So that'll come. Um but I was just happy to see him make plays because that's been the thing that 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 we wanted to see. And he showed that that he's got the capability. He just got to stay healthy. And he got to be able to come in week in and week out. I think Will would be a good backup. You know, it's good size. Um, you know, a money. You know, I have I haven't seen a money. You know, make 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 many plays this preseason. You know, he came up. He had a you know big year last year. 
Um, so hopefully, you know, he's he's saving a couple of those plays for 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 the uh, for the season. Um, so hopefully, he still continues to play at the level that he's been playing at. I like the two safeties. You know, that they, they, I feel like they've played well in the preseason. Um, and then bringing in Mike Hughes. You know, I, I remember him. He was a guy that was in Minnesota that played for a little while, right? Yeah, I remember him. Um, good inside guy, veteran guy. He should be able to bring some some stability in the in the nickel spot. Give him some versatility with Will. Um, you know, I think I think the group I think the group can be fine. You know, like I say, I don't know how many you know interceptions or fumbles that we created. You know, turnover wise in the preseason, but I think just from a solid standpoint. I think they could be a solid group, you know. Um, I think I think they could be okay. That really excites me, and I'm sure will excite everyone out there in one pride hearing you talk about Jeff Akuda and how those plays go from happy to make it to a full-on interception and just continue to stack those plays. And that's what we've been hammering on all offseason is Who's going to step up? He stepped up once. I hope we can continue to see Jeff Akuda step up week after week. And that's what I also wanted to ask you about with the safeties, because Tracy Walker, Deshaun Elliott, we finally got to see them working together in the backfield, and it worked pretty well. I was pretty happy with them. It seemed like the communication was a lot better than what we've seen from some of the rookies. Lions also opted to keep three backups at safety. Efetu Melifonwu, who might be going on the short-term IR, might be out a week or two. Then they've got the rookie Kirby Joseph and Juju Hughes, who followed Brad Holmes from LA over to the Lions. So that puts us at nine, or not nine total in the secondary. That puts us at five safeties, six corners, so 11 total in the secondary. As a former everything man in the secondary, is that enough for the Lions or should they be looking to subtract from one position to continue to invest there? No, I don't, I don't think you add to that position. I think 11 is more than enough. There's only two safeties on the field at one time and you generally have one guy that can come in and be a, a backup at the safety position. And then you have another guy that could come in, but he's more of a special teams guy. Both of them will be special teams guys, but one of them will probably have more of a role in the defense, and the other one will be more of a special teams guy that will get in defensively, situationally. Then you look at the corners, you know, you got to have your top three guys. You know, the game has went to a nickel-dime type of game, so you're going to have three corners out there most of the time. And then, yes, you're going to have another one that's special teams guy um, mainly and, and, and could sub in if need be. Um, so I, I think, you know, having your three top corners, two top safeties, that's five, you know, two backup, two backup safeties that puts you at seven and then two backup corners that puts you at nine. So I, I think 11 is plenty. A lot of those guys will be inactive on game day, depending on how the numbers work out. Um but that's just, you know, I, I I wouldn't be surprised depending on how it go. Like you said, if they put, you know, I don't even know how to say his name. I don't even want the Fed to. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they do put him on IR, you know what I'm saying, just to just to help with the, the roster numbers. 
because, like I said, having 11 guys in the secondary, that's, that's, that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? One of the things that I'd be interested to see come over the course of the season, I saw something on Sunday, and it kind of, you know, it, 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 I'd be interested to see how it plays out. Because if you look at the body types, if you look at the body types at the safety position, Tracy Walker has played more of in the box for the Lions over the last couple of years, right? He's played more of a down safety covering the tight ends, right? So to keep him in that role, that puts Deshaun Elliott in in the deep part of the field. And there was a play that the young guy made on the sideline in Sunday's game from Pittsburgh. He made the catch on the sideline. And Deshaun Elliott was close to making that play. And so I wonder, just looking at body types, I wonder – if, they, if Deshaun Elliott is more of a box safety, he's a little bigger, um, you know, trying to see the range from sideline to sideline, if Tracy would be more suitable to being more of the back end guy that can get from sideline to sideline, and then you put Deshaun down in the box, being he's a little bigger. So I'd be interested to see how that plays out over the course of the season, how they start out, if they're playing left and right, if they move Tracy to the deep to the deep part of the field so that he can, you know, hope look like seemingly have a little more range. Um, but then who knows? Then maybe that was just a you know a, a miss. But when I saw that play, it was like, okay, looking at his body, looking at his, you know, his approach to that ball, I don't know if he would be, and I and I don't know him, you know, from his early in his career. Um but that made me question whether he was a true free safety or if he's a really a strong safety. But the role that Tracy has had with the team, they kind of starting out with Tracy standing in that role. But Tracy may have to adjust and slide back a little bit. And that's kind of the thing with Deshaun Elliott. He's coming over from Baltimore with the Wink Martindale scheme. All of those safeties, all of those secondary players, they're hybrid players. So he played some deep. But what everyone knew him as was the hard hitter, the big heavy in the box safety. So I think you might be right. Tracy might have to play a little bit more deep. And maybe that leads to some more turnovers from Tracy Walker because that's one of the things that, as great as he's been at eliminating the big plays, I would love to see him take another step forward in generating those turnovers and maybe playing back and being able to read a little bit more can make that happen. Right. And, and, and I would say this right here, man, and just to give the Lion fans hope, that's, that, that's what happened to me. You know, when I first got in the league, you know, I was a tackler, you know, wanting to make tackles, do all these things, you know, wanting to play in the box, to be in the action, and all these type of things, um, beating your body up, you know, hitting these big guys each and every game, every day in practice. And then I got to Detroit and they allowed me to play more free safety Well, they, they brought me in for, right? So then the first year, me and Lou played more left and right. So then I was still kind of playing some strong, but I wasn't having to play like the dime um, and be in the box more often. But I still had to go down there because me and Lou was playing left and right. And then once 2014 got here and I was able to just play true free safety the whole entire year because we had James ahead of him. And I ended up, when I led the league in interceptions, from that point on, it was just kind of like, all right, guys, 
I've made enough tackles in my career. I'm no longer interested in making tackles. Like I would rather just catch the ball or turn the ball over some kind of way. And obviously I would make tackles when needed to be, but guys, I want the ball. So there would be situations where, you know, it may be me that's supposed to go and blitz. And I would be like, I don't want to go blitz. Like, I don't want to go. Blitz. I want to <laughs> sit back here and catch the ball. Like I want I want an ability to turn the ball over. You know what I'm saying? I used to tell them they don't pay me to get sacks. They pay me to get interceptions. That's what they pay me for. And so I, I didn't want to do it. So maybe that's the same thing with Tracy. He's been that guy. You know, he's a slender guy, but he's, you know, he's broad shoulder, long arm type of guy. It seemed to be rangy. Um, so, yeah, I, I would be surprised to see, you know, if, if he stayed in the in the box all season or if they move him back, you know, into the free safety position and that way he can have his eyes on the ball. A lot of times you're playing down, you're playing a lot of man-to-man, so you're not really seeing the ball. You're seeing your man, and that leads to a lot of pass breakups. When you can be the free safety, now you can you got an opportunity to see the ball. So now you can see the ball come out the quarterback's hand and give you an opportunity to go and intercept that ball. And that's what the Lions are going to need. That's what we didn't see in the preseason. And I know they didn't play very much, right? I know they only played a series in the first game, none in the second game, and then they played a quarter and a half. And what I was going to say about the second, about the third game, that that I really wish that. You know, you let those guys play the whole second, the whole first half. Let them finish it out, right? Let them get a two-minute drive, offensively or defensively, right? Don't don't pull them out with four minutes to go or, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't play this whole part. They, their, their adrenaline is going. The, the, you know what I'm saying? The wheels are turning. Get a two-minute drive in. Let's see. Let's work that communication in a real game-type atmosphere so that, you know, we kind of see what it looked like. Yeah, you work it in practice, you work it in joint practice and stuff like that. But let's see what it looked like in real game, even for the coaches, right? Let's get a sense of how we're going to call it. You know, let's do it the right way, you know what I'm saying? So um, that was the only thing. I wish he would have left them in to finish out the half since they had played. And I, I think they ended up getting a touchdown right before the half too, right? Yeah. I think they got a touchdown right before the half. And so – you know, that's that's one of those things, right? You you give up a touchdown. You could have went in 9-0, not now it's what 17-0, I think, at the half. So a 16-0, something like that. So yeah, that's a that's that right there was one of the things that I wish um he would have done. But other than that, I thought I thought they played well. Well, it was really frustrating to me too, after the fact, because you see all these graphics. Oh, Mitch Trubisky diced up the Lions. Look at his stat line against the Lions. Yeah. All the touchdown and all of the yards came against the backups. He had that one beautiful throw to Deontay Johnson that we talked about earlier. And other than that, the Lions really kept him in check. But, oh, we look at the box score at the end of the day. Mitchell Trubisky carved the Lions. I That really bothered me. And if they had just left the starters in a little bit longer, we wouldn't have had to deal with that blasphemy towards the Lions defense because they were playing well. It excited me. However, I do wonder if, because Deontay Johnson did get injured on that play. He's fine, but he did leave the game on that catch. Mm -hmm. TJ Watt also left the game with a knee injury. So do you think the Lions maybe started to worry seeing that happen and then adjusted? Well, this, this is the thing, man. This is the thing. And that, that that was one of the things that, like I said, I liked about what Coach Tomlin did with his guys. 
at the end of the day, this is football. You can't play the game trying not to get hurt. You have to play the game and let the pieces fall where they may. We're going out to prepare ourselves to play. I believe in, you know, everybody got different things that they believe in. I believe if you're meant to get hurt, you're going to get hurt. Whether it's the third preseason game or opening week. If it's meant for you to get an ankle sprain, you're going to get that ankle sprain. Thursday, it may happen Tuesday in practice. You get, you're going to get it. Like, that's just, that's just the way I look at it. Yes, you might say well, you can prevent yourself from going out there and, and, and giving yourself more of a chance to get injured. Well, I don't feel like that's the case. We had guys that rolled their ankles going down the staircase at home and didn't even, didn't even make it to a, the game. So I don't feel like that's the route that you take. We're going out here to do these things. And, you know, if the, if the field is bad, right, and guys are going down because we're the conditions that we're in, then yes, you got to pull your guys, especially in the preseason. But the field is good. Guys are just playing. Unfortunate situation with the diving catch on the sideline. Guy falls on his shoulder and the block. I mean, TJ Watt didn't, I mean, it, it didn't look like, I didn't even see his knee buckle or anything. He might have nah, got on it. So, yeah, I think he's, he probably just didn't want to play anymore. <laughs> like, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Um, because, you know, like I said, sometimes you can see, like, oh, I see a knee buckle. I, oh, I saw it give in a little bit, right? I didn't see anything. I mean, his foot wasn't planted in the ground. I didn't see anything there. So uh, maybe that has something to do with it, but I, I hope not. I hope, you, I hope you're going out there to play, and then maybe that was just a plan the whole time. They're going to play a quarter and a half. We're going to pull him out. Very true. You never know how things adjust in the heat of the moment of a preseason game, especially – and with TJ Watt, the funny thing is, almost exactly the same play that everyone was freaking out about with Kayvon Thibodeau, when it happens to TJ Watt, I wonder if the conversation wasn't as loud just because we were over it at that point. We'd already talked it to yeah, death I mean, that's, with Kayvon. That's a, part, that's a part of football. I mean, they've been doing that block since I got in the league. It's just a block, tight end come behind us, you know, because they – that's what they're doing to set up the play action, right? They're coming yep. across and he's blocking that guy. He's blocking that guy. And then all of a sudden he's going to come across. And he's going to fake block him. He's going to slip into the flats and it's going to be third and three. And he's going to get a first down. It's going to be a two-point play or it's going to be fourth and one or whatever. They're just setting that play up, right? They're just setting it up to make TJ Watt, whoever that defensive end, stutter their feet just a little bit to prepare for the block so they don't rush up field and sack the quarterback. And then he's going to fake block him and slip out into the flats. So they the defensive ends know that play that block is coming. They 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 should be on got schooled up on how to you know defend against that block, how to protect themselves on that block. And neither one of them executed really well, but it's also the preseason. So they probably, you know, really I know TJ Watt definitely knows how to defeat that block and he will defeat that block more times than not. And like I said, he didn't have his foot in the ground. So I I don't think it was anything to make any noise about. Um, TJ Watt just left the game. Yeah, and that's ultimately what ended up happening, funny enough. He played a couple more plays after that cut block. Then he went off, probably, let, let's call it a bruise. Maybe he took the, a helmet to the, the thigh, I don't know. But either way, he was fine. No one made a big deal of it, and he's going to play in week one. So everything is fine there. And 
with the Lions and the rest of the roster, with cut-down days, with the expanded practice squad, we actually ended up seeing two of your former teammates, although they didn't make the final 53. Jared Davis and Dan Skipper both are on the practice squad. So what are your thoughts kind of on this expanded going from, I think it was three players on the practice squad previously to 10 now? You know, the, the expanded ages as well. I mean, I was about to say, this, this new um, practice squad stuff really has me up. You know, I'm not in it, so I don't understand. I haven't looked into all the details and what goes into it, but it's just really weird to me. And, if, you know, from, from my whole time in the league, understanding what the practice squad was and, and why it existed and who it was for, the people that I'm seeing now is just kind of like, what? Like, you know, Devon Kennard, you know, posted that he got, you know, he got released by the Cardinals. And so I hit him up and he's just telling me, he's like, yeah, man, you know, they want me to come back and be on a practice squad. I'm like, what? When did we start putting paid nine? Well, he's probably year nine or 10. Yeah. Hey, veteran year nine year. Like, when did we start putting those guys on the practice squad? Like, when, like, when did that happen? You know, maybe maybe it keeps those guys in the league because it's like, well, if you're not on the practice squad, you're probably out of the league. But at the end of the day, like, I don't see how it benefits the the players because, you know, Devon, DK is like, well, you know, they put me on a practice squad. Now, you know, if they want to bring me up every week, they can. But if they don't want to bring me up, I'm basically down here making pennies. Like, I don't feel like, like that's not – I mean, that's not how you do a 10-year guy, nine-year guy. So, you know, that's weird to me. So seeing Jared and and Dan, you know, guys getting put on the practice squad as big major fans, like that's – I don't know, man. That's that's just different to me um, because I didn't – I didn't – I didn't come up in that era. It wasn't, it wasn't like that for us. The practice squad were guys that were younger guys that just that, that needed more practice, needed more reps, needed more time to to develop before they came in and play. And so, I mean, now they're putting veterans on there. I don't know. I guess it benefits them, you know what I'm saying, to have a guy that they can bring up, helps them money-wise. Maybe they don't have to pay them as much. I don't know. Do you sign a different salary to be a practice squad guy, or do you get to keep your same veteran salary, but you just – like, I don't know how that works and, you know, what veterans are going to go for that. I go from making $7 million a year to making $100,000 a week on a practice squad. And I know, uh, I don't know. Like, that's just weird to me. I, I can't, I can't, I don't understand it. So I need to, I need to brush up on the, the rules and, and, and what's going on with the practice squad because that's just weird to me. It is strange, and I can't remember if it happened the last CBA or if it happened because of COVID, where they wanted to have more people in the building. But I believe you get four vested veterans, so four players on their second contract after who have four years in the league. That can be on your practice squad. But like you said, the financials of it are kind of sketchy because you can continually call them up from the practice squad every week without assigning them to waivers and they're still basically a member of your team basically a member of the 53 but you get kind of a a loophole out of it the only time i've actually seen it work out really well for a veteran was seattle 
because they had Snacks Harrison on their practice squad because he was rehabbing and knew that he was farther along than on the IR list on the PUP, but also knew he wasn't ready. So that was the perfect scenario. Outside of that, it kind of just feels like a sneaky way to save some cash. No question, man. And like you say, you look at Snacks. I think he had been out of the league for for a little bit or, you know, coming – off an injury or something. And Snacks is a big guy, right? So, you know, that could have been like, hey, we're going to bring you in. We know you need two or three weeks just to get in shape, right? Like you haven't played or haven't practiced. Like we're going to yeah. give you two or three weeks to get in shape. So we're going to put you on the practice squad, right? Like that's understandable. But DK, you know, j- like these guys are guys that's been playing. Like they've been, they're, they're skilled guys. Or well, when I say skilled guys, I mean, you're a rush in linebacker. Like you, you're not a 360-pound the tackle, right? So those guys, they don't need the practice squad to be in shape. They just went through a whole training camp. Like, they're ready to play, and then you put them on practice squad for what? For what? Yeah, you're right. It's a sneaky way to save money, and then I don't like it. Yeah. But, like I said, I haven't. I wasn't in that situation. Maybe if I was a veteran and I still wanted to keep playing, and I still wanted to stay in the same city and this, this, and that, maybe I, maybe I would take an option to be on the practice squad, but I just I don't know. Well, and that was another thing with Snacks, too, is he had offers to be signed to active rosters off Seattle's practice squad, and he turned them down because he wanted to be in Seattle. He just wasn't ready to be on the team yet. So, like you said, it's very strange, and it helps the teams a lot because you get to keep the veterans in your system. You get to save the money, but for the player, I don't know. It's unfortunate, and I, I probably should do some more research on it as well, but yeah. for the Lions, I I do. yeah, for the Lions, they get to keep some talented players though. Jared Davis, Dan Skipper, sixth round rookie James Houston out of uh, Jackson State, Tom Kennedy, the preseason star. There's a lot of talent on the practice squad, and that's good. You know, hopefully those guys stay there, they stay ready, and if they if they're called up and they're ready to go. Um, they should be good. I'm getting a call from our from our guest. Perfect. Can I take it? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Irvin. What's good? I said I'm right down the street from the crib. We had a damn NFL meet, NFL PA meet. I didn't even know we had that. She had to practice. So Are you I'm good? right down the street from the crib, though. All right, you good. All right, then. I just want to let you know. Yeah, just hit that. Uh, just hit that link when you uh, when you get a chance, and we'll let you in the show. All right, bet. All right, bet. Yep. So he's right down the street from the crib. He said he had an NFL PA meeting, so he should be hopping on in the next five. Perfect, perfect. We'll get him here in a moment. In the meantime, rest of the roster. What are your thoughts? Looking at uh, the final preseason game. Looking at heading into the season any other big takeaways from cut downs hard knocks just all of it i mean you know i i think you know you have those guys that are that are on the edge teetering and it all works itself out right you know you have guys that you know just miss opportunities and i can't say he would have made the team but you know, it's just kind of tough when you're in a game and, you know, if you're the receiver, Pimpleton, and, and you drop that, that touchdown, you just kind of know, like, 
that, that probably was it. Like I probably dropped, if I had any chance of sneaking on that, I probably dropped it right there. Um, and that's tough because as a veteran player, you see that you already know, like, dang, that he probably dropped it, right? He probably dropped it. But like I said earlier in last week, I think, you know, they, I mean, you saw it on Hard Knocks last night, right? They already had guys, you know what I'm saying? They, they already knew half the guys that were going to be cut anyway. Um, it was only a, you know, you got to have guys to go out and play the game and make them, you know, at least feel like they got an opportunity, even though I feel like they knew already who was going to be, you know, for the most part on the roster. Um, so I don't think I saw any, I don't think there were any surprises, you know, of, of guys that, you know, I mean, even, I mean, I guess one of the biggest surprises, and I don't know, I didn't see much, um, and, you know, Devin Funches isn't a true tight end. So I didn't, I mean, I felt like maybe they could have used him in a, in a receiving tight end role, being that he came in as a wide receiver, you know, even though he's bigger. But then, you know, you get into that situation, it's like, okay, well, being that he's a receiving tight end, our team's using, I mean, what, what teams line up and put a linebacker on him or what they put a cover guy on him, which would make him, less effective so therefore may as well not even keep him on put another tight end out there that can get matched up against a linebacker and we can go to work so i didn't really see anything that was surprising or something that we really wasn't expecting um yeah it's go time now though <laughs> it's go time it's what it is it's it's so funny because we transition from fighting to make the roster, fighting from for your job, trying to figure out who's earning reps with the second team and the first team, to all of a sudden, no, it, it's not a competition anymore. And of course, it still is a competition. You're always competing for your slot for an increased role on the team, but it's less of a breakdown of first team, second team, third team. And now it's a, no, we've got a team that we've got to beat. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles in less than two weeks. Yeah. I mean, I, and, and it's so crazy because you go to practice that first couple of days after cut down, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird because like I said, you've lost a lot of guys. So when you used to get in four reps a period and then get a break because of the backups come in and then the backups come in, and then you get to go again, and then the backups, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're, those guys are no longer there. So when you go to practice, it's a little somber because guys are guys are gone. So you kind of got to get over that. But you're excited because you you feel like you've made the roster. Now it's like, all right, we're out of the preseason, out of it. Like it's 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 time to get ready to go. Um, which I don't know how teams. I mean, that'd be interesting to ask. You know, I guess when he get on, like. I don't know how teams approach this last week. Do they look at it more as a week of rest for for the guys? You know, where they kind of keep them active, make the cuts, but just kind of give them a, a, a little break before, you know, next week start? Or do they say, hey, we're, we're still in training camp. Basically, we're going to we're gonna keep practicing all the way up until maybe Friday. We'll give you guys off for the weekend. 
you know, take Memorial Day off on Monday. I mean, not Memorial Day, Labor Day off on Monday, and then we're back in the building on Tuesday, right? I don't know how teams are approaching this final week. Um, I guess this final week, because this will be the last week of the preseason. Um, so it's very interesting. I, I, I really want to know that because those practices are tough, right? Because you don't have as many guys out there. You know what I'm saying? You don't have as many guys out there. And I, I just can't imagine that they're already starting on Philly. Like, you you don't want to be preparing for the team for two weeks. Like, you know, you, you don't want to do that. You Because I think by the, by the time it gets over with, by the time you get to the game, you're just over the team already. Like, I'm tired of looking at these guys. So, you know, if anything, you may, you know, if they gave them, if they give them the weekend off, you know what I'm saying, they may do some Philly stuff tomorrow, just like an overview being that they'll probably come back on Tuesday. They'll probably give them Monday off, right? Depends. Or they might come back in on Monday and take normal Tuesday off, whatever. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm interested to see how this week go. I don't know. Got to talk to our special guest and figure out what they're doing and if that's the norm among NFL teams. Because when you played – you kind of just went straight into the season after the preseason ended, didn't you? Did you have the week off after? Well, we played, you know, like I said, this would have been our last preseason game coming up this week. So most of the time, those last preseason games were on Thursday night, right? Most most teams played on Thursday. Um, and so we would play on Thursday. We might come in Friday for just like our after game normal, but uh, we would get the weekend off, right? That's why. And I don't know if they set it up like this, but, you know, college football, you know, yeah, they, they played some games last week, but for the most part, it kicks off this weekend. And you see a lot of the players across the league get to go back to their colleges this, you know, this weekend and watch games because you're generally off this weekend. You've generally just finished up the last preseason game. You get the weekend off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then some teams – may give you Monday off, being that it's Labor Day. Um, then some teams may come in and work on Monday and then give you a normal Tuesday off like a normal work week, right? We come in Monday, get an extra day in to start preparing for Philly, and then we take Tuesday off as a normal week, and then we get back at it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and we get ready to go and play. So it just all depends on how they're doing it and how they're handling it. Um, but for us, you know, we would have this, this little weekend off, definitely didn't have a whole week. But when you were a starter and you knew you weren't playing that last preseason game, then you kind of had a week off in practice because you were getting the young guys ready to play this week in practice. So we would always do all the scout team stuff, you know, all the scout team work that those guys needed to get them prepared to go out and play. The starters would do that stuff. And then that way, that, that way, you know, you're moving around, you're being active a little bit, and, you know, you, you're kind of getting a mental break from the norm, right? You're, you're kind of getting a mental break from a normal season, normal week. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how – I don't know how they're doing it now. So it would be a great, great question to ask uh, our guests. And speaking of, we have a very special guest joining us here. Former Detroit Lion safety, former Detroit Lion captain, teammate, and backfield mate of our co-host, our co Glover Quinn. It is the one, the only, 
Seahawks safety Quandre Diggs. What's up? What's up, fellas? What's up, man? Chilling, hello, chilling. hello. Thank man, you so, so much for joining us. Appreciate you hopping on with us, man. I mean, we're going to hop right into it because we, we was having this question. You know, what? how do you guys approach this last week of, of, of like, training camp? Because generally it's the last preseason game, right, where you're mm-hmm. preparing for that. So kind of the starters kind of get that week off, kind of – you're going through practice. You're getting the young guys ready to go. But now preseason is over with. Cuts them been made. And you guys are still there. Is it kind of like a chill week, rest week? Or is it kind of like, hey, we're still getting after a type of week? I mean, it's it's a, it's a little bit of both. You know what I mean? Because the roster has kind of been in flux for the last couple of days with, you know, last cuts, um, waiver claims, um, bringing guys back on the practice squad. So yesterday it was, I mean, basically we had like 48 players out there, some some yesterday, 48 players. And today we were able to get our practice squad guys out there. So we had a little bit more full practice. But yesterday was like a 45-minute to an hour practice. Today was like an hour, 15, hour 30. But, you know, you start introducing the game plan of what you're going to do next week. Um, then tomorrow we'll have just like so – the last two days basically been half days. Like I literally right. been getting out of the bed at nine o'clock and just <laughs> vibing, <laughs> vibing for a couple hours, and then going to the building. Uh, tomorrow is more of like a full day. You feel me? So tomorrow is gonna be. I mean, basically, I'm gonna wake up at seven o'clock, seven fifteen, because we start a little bit later here, and you know we're gonna be going from you know eight to five. That'll be a normal day tomorrow. But I mean. It's a chill week, but you also know what's at hand. You feel me? So you know, like, we got to get to the work because, I mean, we got 13, 14, 13 days or whatever to the to the season opener. So, I mean. Uh, and those games, I mean, those practices, even though they're half practices, like you said, you only got 48 guys. So you don't have but about eight, nine DBs. So those practices, you might practice for 25 minutes, but they're tough because you don't have anybody else to take reps. You're taking every freaking rep. Like, yeah. Even if it's seven on seven, you got to do all ten, right? Yep. Like so, that's what makes it a little tougher. But man, training camp over with. What's that? Your seven training camp? Eight, that's six, eight. eight, eight, eight training camps. Golly, yeah, bro, eight. Wow, man. So, man, how how was it? We know um, Seattle a little different. Obviously, you guys lost uh, Russ. You guys lost uh, Bobby. Mm-hmm. Um, Offensive leader, defensive leader, you know. Um, how you guys feel, man? Coming out of training camp, got Gino. They they named the starter. Like how how you guys feeling? I mean, we feeling good. You know, what I mean, I, but everybody's feeling good coming out of training camp. You feel me? I think we might be a little bit more fresher than other teams because the way we run training camp and the way we practice here is very similar to the season. So it's not like we do anything different. You know, like guys have two and a half hour practice in training camp. Well, us is our schedule is basically the same all through the year. So, you know, we got an hour and 45 minute practice during the season. We got an hour and 45 minute practice in training camp. We three days on, one day off. So, you know, your body's getting time to recover um, because you never practice. I mean, just think about in the season, you practice Tuesday, Wednesday, thir- you practice Tuesday. I mean, you practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday is a little chill day, usually off, and then you play on Sunday. So that's kind of right. key to set it up. But, I mean, we're feeling good. I mean, Gino's named the starter. I think, you know, um, 
his preseason was was really good. We had a lot of drops, you know what I mean? So that kind of slowed down the momentum. But um I think I think everybody's kinda in a good good mood, feeling good, which we should. But, you know, defensively I think we're doing some different things that we've done before. So um I think it's good. You know, it's a change for a lot of guys. A lot of guys haven't played in this type of system. So, you know, it, it, it lets you be a little bit more active. Well, more, more importantly, you know, the last most people saw of of you, you know, was the was the injury. Right. Mm-hmm. So more importantly, how are you feeling, mm-hmm. uh, you know, coming back from injury, going through training camp and, you know, trying to get yourself back ready physically and mentally. Right. Getting over that mental hurdle. Yeah. To be able to go back out there and, and be, you know, the Pro Bowl safety uh, that you are. I mean, I'm feeling good. I mean, this is probably no lot. It's the best I've felt in a, throughout the whole process where it's just like my foot is moving the way I want it to move. I'm cutting off it the way I want to. Uh, and my legs are up under me. So for me, it's, I mean, it's been smooth. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, you kind of have that doubt when you first start camp, like, dang, is this going as smoothly as I thought it would? But right. um, continue just rehabbing it every day. And, you know, the ankle's moving as good as the other ankle. And, you know, you have some stuff that you got to kind of adjust. But at the end of the day, you know, you figure it out. You know, your body is a, a heck of a thing. So, you know, it figures it out and, and you learn how to manage those type of things. But, I mean, I'm feeling good. I'm ready to go. Good, so good. glad to hear that. And, you know, you're coming in, you just signed that new deal. You're going to be there through 2024, hitting free agency 2025, just 32 years old, ready for another big deal. Is there any chance that you come back to Detroit or are you happy in Seattle? I mean, I'm of course I'm happy in Seattle. You know what I mean? Um, blessed to sign a third contract. You know what I mean? You don't see too many guys sign third contracts, let alone a fourth contract. So, um, I mean, the, the city of Detroit knows how I feel about it. You know, I would I would love to go back and, you know, um, if that was in the cards, you know, I would. But, you know, I love where I'm at right now, and I, I'm, I'm at a place that lets me just be myself and just have fun and go make plays. So, you know, as long as I can stick it out here, you know, I'll stick it out here. But, you know, um, even this past offseason, you know, Detroit was in the discussion, would I go back? And, of course, you know what I mean? I, I, I made that clear um, at the end of the year. Yeah, I don't think it's a problem with Detroit. I think it was obviously the 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 coaching, the 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 the, the that regime that was there that no longer is there. I think Dan Campbell, I think AG, I think those guys would be good if it ever happened. But I mean, you're happy in Seattle, so I just had to get the Detroit Lions <laughs> fan base's hopes up. I as long as you didn't say no, yeah, the Lions fans are gonna be happy. That's all they needed to. Oh no, soundbite. No doubt. You know, I love. I love those fans. Those fans are, you know, I mean, they, the fans always took appreciation of me in, in Detroit. And I'm always thankful for that. And, you know, we go there week four and it'll be fun to go back and be in that stadium. You know, it'll be different being in the away locker room, but, you know, it'll be good to go back and, you know, just kind of reminisce on some of the things, some of the good days, you know what I mean? Not the bad days where, you know, I wasn't having too much fun and I was in a kind of dark place, but um, going back, you know, Hopefully I can get some good food out there, get some Captain J's and uh, <laughs> maybe go get me a steak, go get me a steak from Ocean Prime or something like that. But um, I can't wait to go back out and just 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 be back in that culture. And, you know, I, I can't wait to see the fans. Man, it'd be cool because the whole training staff is back. Right. KB, Tom, like all those guys are back. You still got, 
Parsons, in the, Parsons, in the, in the, Parsons, yeah, Parsons still there. All those guys still there, man. That'll be about it, though. Elton, that'll be about it. Mo, yeah. equipment guys, equipment guys. So yeah, it'd be those guys, and then Gina. But like, you probably wouldn't even get to see Gina. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be it it'll be different, but it it it'll be cool, man. I'm excited, man. It's it's crazy because Slate's coming back out there. You know, we yeah. obviously Slate came back last year, but he'll be back again. And you coming back, man, you know, and people always try to say so it's a revenge game, right? You playing against a former team. But with the new regime, like, do you kind of feel like it's a revenge game or is it kind of more like a homecoming? Like, I'm getting to come back to where I started, to play in front of my fans. Like, I still got love for the D. I don't have a, a vendetta against the D. You know, I like Detroit, right? I don't have a vendetta against you guys. Yeah. It was the staff. But, you know, how you feeling about that? Yeah, I mean, it's not a revenge game at all. I mean, those guys, Dan Campbell, AG, those guys have never did anything to me. You feel me? So, right. for me, you know, I still got former teammates over there that I keep in touch with too, you know what I mean? So, for me, it's not a revenge game. It's more of like a homecoming. Like, I get to go see and just be in Ford Field again, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just those going to bring back memories that, you know, things that will last a lifetime for me because I was made in that stadium, you feel me? So right. um, I just feel like for me it's going to be it's going to be some emotions for sure because standing on the, on the other sideline and I just know doing, for me, doing the national anthem, I stood in the same spot every time and I looked in the same spot every time. So now it's just like my back will be to that, you feel me? So right. um, definitely more of a homecoming, but, you know, it's going to be fun. You know, those we got after those guys a lot last year, so I know they'll, they'll be ready to return the favor. Yeah, I definitely think they will be. I think it's going to be a lot of fun from both sides. And you talking about being made and growing up in Detroit, I kind of wanted to ask, because you started as a nickel corner, mm -hmm. then you moved to safety under uh, the Jim Caldwell era. Then you, or, yeah, and then you moved to safety in Patricia's defense. Then you were safety in Seattle under Ken Norton Jr. And now you're safety under Clint Hurt. So, You've spent a lot of time at different positions and in different schemes. How are you feeling heading into this system under this new DC? I mean, it's funny because um, it's come back full circle. You know what I mean? I'm not at nickel, but this was the defense that I was born in. <laughs> this defense that we playing was the defense that I played my first three years in the league. So for me, it's like, I didn't get a lot of time at safety in this defense, but no GQ knows like I learned <laughs> safety in this defense because I watched everything he did. I wrote every note down. So that's how I knew how to play safety in this defense is because watching him and he would tell me like, you're going to be a safety. So you probably need to be learning this stuff. You feel me? So um, it, I, I feel good. You know, it's like other guys are like, dang, like how you know this defense is like, yo, like, I played Miss Devin for three years, so I'm going and telling the nickels, like, yo, this is what you should do because I was a nickel in this defense, so I know exactly, you know, like how things are going and how things are moving. So uh, it's very interesting to be able to go back and kind of tell guys, like, yo, like I, I already played in this, so I'm very comfortable and I, I like the scheme a lot. And um, now knowing more, you know, you get to make hopefully some more plays and, you know, it's not just new to me. And that's, that's the fun part, right, like you say. I played nickel in this scheme, right? Mm -hmm. So I know 
what the I know what the Nichols should be doing. I know how to help those guys. I know how to to be a better player, right? I know how to put myself in better situations, but also be able to put my teammates in situations because I've been you. I yeah. started out as you, man. Like so that's that's a good thing when you get to safety because now you're in year eight, the game slows down, like you say, being able to see the ball, making interceptions, that's that's the name of the game, right? And you you are you are a big hitter um as well. But I was we, we was talking earlier because we was talking about Tracy and I was like, you know, Tracy likes to stick his nose in there and make a lot of tackles. And I was like, you know, I, I started out that way. And yeah. then once I started catching interceptions, I was more like, hey, man, y'all can have all the, t- <laughs> y'all can have all the tackles, man. I'm trying to catch the ball. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I know you, you like big hits, right? Yeah. But do you like tackling? Or is it more like, hey, I want interceptions, and then I'm still going to let y'all know I'm a big hitter. Don't come around here playing, but I ain't trying to make eight, ten tackles a game. I mean, I think for me it's a healthy mix, you feel me? Because <laughs> to get myself going, I'm definitely like, oh, I'm about, I'm about to go tackle some stuff. <laughs> I'm going to go tackle some stuff and get myself going because that gets me in the game. If I get a tackle the first series and it's a good tackle, oh, I'm wired up for the rest of the game. So, yeah, you probably didn't messed up. But, like, I tell my coaches all the time, they're like, bro, you got to take these blocks on. I'm like, hey, bro, these hands <laughs> catching picks, bro. These hands ain't for no – for taking on blocks and doing all that. Like, you let Jamal do all that, and I'm going to stay in this back end. I'm going to catch picks. You feel me? And that's what I tell them. Like, I tell them all the time, coach, these hands are for catching picks, bro. I ain't going to be down there playing off D-linemen and doing all that. Like, I'm past that. Like, I did that at nickel. Nah, I'm good. Yes, but and I, I got I got a question for you because when I was in Detroit, um, you know, I was at I was at the practice and I met Deshaun Elliott and he came to me and he was like, man, you know, you know Q, right? Quentin. I was like, yeah, I played with Quentin. He's like, yeah, man, that's my people. You know what I'm saying? I don't know him as a as a player. You yeah. know what I'm saying? What do you know about him and what can the Lions expect from him from either a turnover standpoint, physical standpoint, like? What do you know about him and what he can bring to, to the Lions defense from, from a safety perspective? I'll say this. One thing about Deshaun is he loves to play ball. You feel me? Like, he loves football, and he's going to give you everything he got. And I, I know for him, everybody see him, you know, hitting hitting Derrick Henry and making these big hits. But, like, he's a ball hog. Like, he's a ball hog. Like, in college, he was getting the ball. And I know from conversation that me and him had is, like, He's just trying to figure out, like, yo, like, how do I go get the ball in the league? And I tell him, like, you know, they come in bunches. Once you get one, they start coming. They start coming. You feel me? It's just you be in the right spot, boom, the ball's in your hand. You know, and don't force it. That's what I tell him. Like, don't force it. Like, the ball going to come to you. And I think for him, him and Tracy, uh, they're a perfect mix for each other because they both very versatile, and they both can do a lot of things, and they play well off of each other. They both – hitters they both like to hit they both like to get put their face in the fan um but i know deshaun he can get the ball also and you know he's a smart guy too so um i'm excited to see him work you know where when he signed there i told him like you're gonna love detroit bro like you're gonna love detroit and if you one of those guys that you know go get the ball and you make big hits the fans that love you and you know you'll make a name for yourself 
that's good to hear. Well, yeah, that is very good to hear. Very exciting because we've been talking about how little the Lions starters have played throughout the preseason. And not that it's a bad thing, but we just wanted to see that chemistry develop a little bit. So very reaffirming. And now onto the Seahawks. I do want to know because you've got a very young secondary. I know you've got you and Jamal in this at uh, safety. You've got Justin Coleman, who was just brought back at the slot. But then at the outside corners, you've got Sidney Jones, you got Artie Burns, and then you've got the two rookies, Kobe Bryant and Tariq Woolen. So kind of whatever you expecting out of that group, the mix of the veterans at the back and on the outside, a lot of youth. I mean, I wouldn't say Sidney and Artie are youth. You True. Yes, these guys are going on year five, year six. So those guys are veterans in, they, in their own right. So – um, those guys know how to play football. They played in big football games and, um, you know, maybe, you know, um, those guys, they don't have the big names and things like that, but Sydney played good football for us last year. And, you know, um, Artie's been kind of banged up during camp, but when he's out there, he's playing good football, you know, he's going against two of the better receivers in the league. So, you know, it's not like those guys are young, but for sure, Tariq and Kobe, those guys are gonna make a big impact than than they probably know. You know, they go those guys are gonna be out there. You know, Tariq is a freak. Um, he's one of those guys. He's you know, he's six four, he's run four two, and he's out there running stride for stride with DK Metcalf and freaking Marquise Goodwin every day. So um, you know, test him at your own risk, you feel me? Cause that dude, he's long like Paul's, but like he's freaking <laughs> But he's different. Like, I've never seen a 6'4 corner, you know, that could just run stride for stride and he can be beat and he just put one arm up and just knock the ball down. Like, it's it's really crazy. And he's not one of those guys that's stiff. You know, he's a 6'4 guy. He's fluid. Um, So we're excited about him. And then Kobe, I think I see a lot of myself in Kobe. You know, I see a lot of myself in, you know, the feistiness, the, the um, you know, the chip on his shoulder, the way he carries himself, where it's like – GQ know how I was as a rook. It was like, all right, like I'm a rook, but like it ain't gonna be no disrespect. You know, feel me? Like you're not gonna disrespect me, and, you know, and, and think you're above me because like I play ball just like how you play ball, and um, that's kind of how he is, you know. And I think for him, he's gonna play more in that nickel spot than he probably thinks, and I think that's his natural spot in this league is nickel because I think he can play really, really well in there. Not saying he can't play outside, but you know, um, playing in the slot is so valuable. And I think as a young guy, you don't, you know, you come out, you want to throw up as an outside corner and, you know, you make these plays, but you don't realize how valuable you are in that slot. And um, he's, he's, he has some really, really good ball skills too. And, um, you know, these guys always say like his ball skills are like top of the line, some of the best, but like, you know what I mean? Like they see great ball skills with me every day. So I tell him, oh, wow. your oh, hand. Your hands are the second best hands in the room, but he really does have some good hands, like like legit. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> and when I tell him GQ, I gotta let him know, bro. And it's crazy because you know I used to go around. I tell Calvin like, "Hey, Calvin, these hands second to none, bro. Like they second to none." And I believe that. And I believe that. You should. You should. You got ball skills. I ain't, I ain't gonna. I ain't gonna deny that. You got. You got some ball skills. You got some ball skills, but man, it was it was good, man, for you to. I appreciate you jumping on, man. I know you had a a long day, well, half a day, but get yeah. home. Um, 
appreciate you hopping on with us, man, giving us a little bit of time, man. We look forward to week four with you back in Detroit. Yeah. Um, I check my schedule, man. I might have to come out to that game. How many picks you ended up with? Career? Yeah. 24? Yeah, I, I, I'm going for six this year, so I can go get to high 25. Go for it. So I got I got a chance to pass my brother and you this year. So that's what I'm going right. for. The thing is, we in the clubhouse already, though. What what club? What clubhouse? See, so you got that Tiger Woods hat on, right? You got yeah. that Tiger Woods hat on, right? So when you play golf, right? I might go out and start at eight o'clock, and you might go out at like four to two or twelve o'clock, right? Yeah. So I done finished up my round, and I'm in the clubhouse at two under, yeah. right? You might be at four under right now, but you still got 10 holes to play. So yep. you can easily end up at about four or five over, depending on how them 10 holes go. Yep. But I'm already in the clubhouse at two under. Yep. Right. So I'm already in the clubhouse at 24. What, how many yep. your brother had? I think 21, 22. So we in the clubhouse already. Yeah. You still got, you still got, Games to go, right? That means you could pass us. You might not. Hey, as long as I still you could. As long as I stay on the track I've been on for five <laughs> years, that's gonna that's gonna happen. How many you at now? 18? 19. Don't 19. Short Don't short me. That's how many I had in Detroit, 19. Uh-huh. Um, I mean so I got 15 what? in three years in in Seattle. Yeah, 15, because you went what, five, five, and five? I went, so I didn't win three, 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 five, five. Three, 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 five, five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You stay on the same track, you know, you, you'll you be you'll be up there. You know what I'm saying? You'll I'm, be I'm up trying, there. I'm trying to get six or seven. You're trying to get six, seven? You know, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, you gotta That's get tough. some tips, tips overthrow. You gotta you got go to. make some plays. You got you to. And you know what I, I was thinking about, bro? You know what I was thinking about? In my career, the other day I was thinking about it. I only had one game where I had multiple interceptions. Oh. That was the first game I ever called pit interception. I caught three picks in one game. That was the only time that I had multiple interceptions in a game. So that means that's three. So that was what, 24 to 21. So that means 21 other games. <laughs> 21 other games I had to pick. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that's hard to do, right? Because you said most of the time, if you get seven, five, six, seven picks in a season, you're going to have that one game where you might have caught two, right? Or you yeah. might have two games where you caught two and then you, you, you come up on three, you know, yeah. a couple more and you end up with six or seven. But to get one, one game, I had multiple picks, man. I was like, yeah. That's tough. That's tough. That's what but I was breaking, man. I'm the same way, but I had the one game where I had two picks, back to back series. San Francisco. No, uh, uh, the the Rams. Rams. First year with the Rams. Back to back. San Francisco. I don't know. I always get a pick against San Francisco, but yeah, back to back against the Rams. I caught the touchdown. Boom. Took it to the crib. Came back. Tried to run a seven. Pick that off. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm on one. <laughs> they on that time. I go for the three peat. I'm like, I'm trying. Got to. 
Yeah, no, bro, you got to think. It's hard to get them double picks in a game. Like, yeah, yeah. I done had a game where I didn't got a pick in the first quarter where I'm like, oh, I know I'm finna get another one. <laughs> and it just don't come. It don't happen. Uh, they hard to get, man. But you've been getting them, man. You're on, a, you're on a great pace right now, man. So it's it's great to see, man. It's always good to see the young guys, man, that, that come in as, you know, six-rounder. You know, with like that's what I've been telling these guys. Like, you know, we're, you only have one first rounder on on a year, right? So most of the team, most of the guys that make up these teams are third, fourth, fifth. You know, six round guys that go on to have great careers because they have that chip on their shoulder. They can play, yeah, and they just got to be put in the right system, and and they 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 don't ever lose that chip. They don't ever lose that chip when they finally make it and have some success. They still got that chip because. I was a six-rounder. You drafted these people before me. Like, you guys thought I was too small. You guys thought I couldn't do this. You, like, and you just never lose that chip, you know what I'm saying, until you retire. And then you still don't lose that chip because it's still like, you know, saying, get off me, bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know <laughs> so you know I'm that. happy for you, man. I'm glad that, that you're happy, man. I'm glad that you're you're healthy. You know, I know, you know, we, we've chatted over the, over the offseason. I've seen you, you know, come back. We've talked about all those good things, man. So, I'm just glad you're feeling good, man, and hope you have a, a healthy season, man. And go catch six, man. Go get seven, man. Go go lead the league, man. Bump it. Nice. Might as well. Might as well do it. Go do it, man. Appreciate y'all for sure for having me. Always appreciate you, OG. You know that. You my guy. So no doubt, that's man. life. That's for life. No doubt, man. I'm happy for you, man. I appreciate you. Thank you for jumping on, man. I know, I know it was uh, you know. Last kind of last man, I gave, I gave you a little heads up, but just appreciate you taking some time, man, to jump on with us. And I'm sure the Lions fans will appreciate it too. Yep, they yep. still love you. Yes, sir. Appreciate them always. And All do right. you have any pluggables to plug before you get out of here? Anything that the people can follow or support you? Oh no, nah, y'all know me. Follow me on Twitter and IG. That's why I'm you know, that's where all the entertainment comes from. <laughs> Especially Twitter. I'm always pretty entertaining on there. So um that's why I'm at. I will say though this week, this week though, my high school is dedicating a school board to me, so that'll be pretty dope. So, some I'm I'm real excited about. Who y'all play? Congratulations. Uh, we play. They play like Clear Lake or something. Yeah, they play Clear Lake. So I'm gonna go down there and then go go watch that. Okay, Clear Lake, Angleton, Clear Lake, and Angleton. Okay. Yeah. So I'll be down there Friday. Okay. Cool, cool. I'm going to Albuquerque this weekend, man. We got Lobos opening up. My nephew played with the Lobos, so I'll be in Albuquerque this weekend. Lobo week. Settle down. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> Settle down. Hey, all right, fellas. I'll catch y'all. All right, man. Yep. Take care. Yep. What a delight that was. <laughs> It was good, man. Quandre is good people, man. I, like I said, I, he's my guy, man. I remember he came in the league. And, you know, he was that he was that young guy that just, like you said, he had that chip on his shoulder, but he also was respectful of the veterans. He wanted to work. Obviously, he had a brother in the league, so he grew up around it. So he understands, you know, how it all works. Um, and so he he was a joy to, to work with. And like he said on uh, in, in the show, like I used to always tell him, like, hey, man, I see myself in you. Like you, I came in as a nickel. They always said I was probably gonna be a better safety than I was a corner. And yeah, I feel like you're gonna be the same way. You're you're playing a nickel right now. You're a physical guy. You're a smart guy. You got good ball skills. At some point, you're gonna transition to safety and you're gonna be a great player. And he he done just that. So happy for Quandre. 
That's my guy. And I will say I'm surprised that you let him get away with saying that he had the best hands on the line, second to none in the secondary room. I thought you might push him on that. Well, you know, we always had that conversation. I didn't want to get it going because he knew what the deal was. I didn't have to uh, I didn't have to argue that. We'll let the fans decide who they think had the best hands. I mean, you look at some of the plays I made, it's just incredible. You know what I'm saying? Some of the display of hands. You know, if you go back to Quandre's first time, he was trying to get his first pick with the Detroit Lions. He playing against the Oakland Raiders. They throw him a pass and he dropped it. So I think I seen Quandre drop a couple of interceptions. I know I saw him drop at least one or two. I don't know if the Lions fans can recall or pull up a regular season game of Glover Quinn dropping an interception. I know I dropped one in the preseason. I didn't have my contacts at the time. I couldn't even see the ball. It literally dropped the flutter. And the next day I went and got contacts, and then we played Tom Brady in preseason game week three, and I catch an interception. So, yeah. Made up for it. Yeah, so we we know we know what these hands are. And like I say, I'm in the clubhouse at, at at 24 career, and that's cool with me. I did 18 in Detroit, you know, that's cool with me. I think I'm all time leader in Detroit history for safety. I believe so. Yeah, so I'm cool with that. He can go and catch 25. He ain't play for Detroit no more. So he only had what 12, two, seven with Detroit, maybe five, three one year maybe, and man has six right, three one year maybe three next year, something like that. I think so. I think he had three and seventeen with me, my with um, and then he had three and eighteen with, with Coach Patricia, I think. So he might have had six in Detroit, something like that. Yeah. Sounds like the debate has been settled. We'll <laughs> let the fans decide. But Glover Quinn, best hands in the Lions secondary ever, and ever. Not not just ever in the past, ever in the future as well. Glover Quinn's in the clubhouse. You can't. Live up to Glover Quinn in the clubhouse. Glover, pleasure as always. You got any pluggables to plug here tonight? No, man. I'm just, I'm just excited, man. It's football season. It's go time, man. Whoever your, whoever your favorite team is, root for them. College wise, this weekend, NFL. Get ready for, for your favorite teams in the NFL. You know, if you're not a Lions fan, you just enjoy listening to our podcast. Whoever you're rooting for, good luck. Unless they're playing against the Lions, and you know, we hope that. That um, you know everybody gets out safely, but the Lions get the win, and um, hopefully next week you know we'll have another special guest come on next week. Maybe we'll see. Um, so yeah, man, follow the podcast, follow us on the, um, on all the Instagrams and Facebooks and Twitters. Content's gonna start picking up. Seasons coming out. We got a lot of stuff going on. Um, I got some other things obviously that I'm working on. My end. you know I I like to do my own you know photography and all those things. And so I'm working on some stuff with that. So I've been busy, man, been busy, been busy. It's, it's a lot. Um, nonetheless, it's fun and I, I enjoy it. So hopefully I'll be getting some stuff done that I can present to the world, man, a little art. So it's, uh, it's fun, something different. And so, um, yeah, man, just, just follow us on socials and, and let's get ready for a good football season. Can't wait to see what you've got cooking up. Make sure you follow him at Glover Quinn. You can follow me at Javnaw87. Give the podcast a like, rating, subscribe. Check out our sponsors over at betonline.ag. And until next week, we will see you next time. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.